I'm Tina Tang, an equities trader turned jewelry designer turned strength coach for women over 40. This podcast is my survival guide to health over 40, where I'll share things I wish my mom had told me, and where I'll interview experts to give us guidance about aging well. Check in every week for my newest episode. Back when I started as a personal trainer, one of the areas of exercise I felt lacking in knowledge was the ability to use barbells for strength training. In fact, that area of the gym was one I avoided before being a trainer, but I always looked at in awe. Eventually, when starting as a trainer wanting to learn, I hired one of my colleagues to train me so that I would be able to lift with barbells. I also paid a few thousand dollars to get certified in barbells to tighten up my technical knowledge. Now, 10 years later, I've created a workshop that I wish existed back then. It distills all my certification knowledge into a day, and you don't need to spend the thousands of dollars to learn how. I am teaching a bench press and deadlift workshop with a colleague who is a 20-year seasoned coach. His name is Eric Salvador. We'll be teaching it in New York City. See the show notes for details on our November 18th, 19th barbell workshop. Welcome back. Today, I have my monthly special guest, Dr. Christine Hyde. She's the founder of the New Jersey Center for Sex Therapy and has been a practicing sex therapist for over 26 years. And today's topic is painful sex. Welcome, Dr. Hyde. Thank you. Uh, we'll go straight to the first question. How common is painful sex? Painful sex is very, very common. Um, the the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology believe that the current um, statistics are that three out of four of women will experience pain on intercourse uh, or any kind of penetration in their lifetime. So it's nearly every woman. And I think that when we talk about all the different um, the different diagnoses that are involved with people who have pain. I'm going to take a minute to list them because it's unbelievable. And I would almost argue, I can't imagine a woman who hasn't had some sort of sexual pain, not always penetration, but other pain. These include endometriosis, fibroids, pelvic inflammatory disease, vaginismus, vulvodynia, interstitial cystitis, vaginal dryness, cysts, infections, IBS, sexually transmitted infections, pelvic floor dysfunction. Decreased in the decrease in estrogen, episiotomies, breast cancer, chronic disorders, uterine prolapse, vaginal infections, cystitis, and there are many, many more. So when they say, you know, we we often talk in our society about sex is supposed to be pleasurable. It's pleasurable for everyone, and there's this taboo that you know something must be wrong with me if I'm not having pleasurable sex, whether it's intercourse or any other kind of sex. Um, and I think it's something that's under, underspoken about and really underaddressed. And as a result, we really don't realize how many of us have had pain at some point. And some people um, intermittently, other people short term, but other people have chronic sexual pain. And that's an important thing to kind of recognize. The other side of the coin is when we think of sexual pain, we often go to, this is something that only um, is an affliction for women, but that's actually not true. There is sexual pain for men. Statistically, it's according to the National Institute of Health, the NIH, about 5% of males suffer from painful intercourse 
and about 12% have chronic pelvic pain. So this is also something that isn't well discussed in the literature or in the media or in social media for that matter. Um, Men can have allergic reactions to lubricants. They can have latex allergies. They can have foreskin that's way too tight. They can have irritation from sexual activities as well as non-sexual activities. They too can have a sexually transmitted infection. Men often suffer from prostatitis, which is like an inflammation of the prostate. Also, they suffer from acute bacterial prostatitis, which are infections. They have urinary tract infections, as do we. So all these things actually also create pain in men. So there's this assumption that, well, that's just a woman thing. Men don't, men have no suffering. So I was going to ask about what causes painful sex, which you've actually answered. And it makes me wonder, is it usually a physical reason or can psychological reasons also contribute to that? And if you could speak about that. Excellent question. So it's really both, you know, I would say the first thing, at least as a sex therapist, I want to rule out any organic or physical reason. I want to make sure there isn't something organically, physically, medically going on with you. So I really take a thorough history and understand what what have you suffered from in the past, what's going on currently. Um, I'll even ask if there's a family history of any kind of pain. And often people don't have that information because, again, parents aren't talking to their children about this. And so that becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, there are non-organic reasons non-medical reasons for sexual pain. You know, it could be sexual trauma history. It Mm -hmm. could be stress and preoccupation with things that are upsetting. Mm -hmm. It could be lack of body confidence. It can be embarrassment. I'm physically embarrassed. I don't want to get undressed. Or what if this doesn't work? Or what if I'm not really good? Or what if I don't perform well? Oftentimes, people who have very great difficulty in communicating their sexual needs, what they like, what they don't want, or they feel embarrassed or uncomfortable to say, no, I don't like that, or, you know, that kind of hurts or it stings. We, we, we have a feeling in our society that we're supposed to white knuckle it and just push through and it's not that bad and just keep going and what's the big deal and toughen up and this will go away in a little while. And it's the absolute worst human thing you can do if you want to address pain. It's the worst. And also just basically having wrong positions. You know, you're in an ergonomically incorrect position for your body. So we Mm -hmm. see, oh, you're supposed to do it from behind or doggy style, or I'm supposed to like it on top, but it hurts. I'm supposed to like it from behind, but it's killing me. But we feel like, well, you know, everybody else is doing it. You know, if I don't do this, he or she's going to leave or he or she's going to be upset. So we, we white knuckle it. And by doing that, Tina, we make things so much worse. You know, the example I give is if, you, if you're driving and you see a truck coming into your lane, the first thing the driver does is clench and almost kind of brace yourself against the pain. When you clench, you tighten your entire body and the mm. pain is that much worse. 
but it's a natural reflex. You know, another example I, I give is if I poke you in the eye, the next time I go to get up to come near you, your eyes are going to start to blink, 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 yeah. and even close and clench tight so that I'm not going to hurt you again. Your vaginal yeah. vault will do that. Your anus yeah. will do that. Your body parts, your pelvic muscle, everything will tense up. So the most important thing, you know, for viewers who are listening, I don't want you to suffer any kind of pain, however mm -hmm. small, Tina, however small is too much pain. Yeah. And don't switch it and say, it's just kind of uncomfortable. If you're wincing, it's not uncomfortable. It's painful. So yeah. address it. There's so many ways to address it. That actually goes into my next question. Uh, what uh, what does a sex therapist do to help situations such as this? Right. So the first thing we do is we, we rule out the, the physical piece, right? Or mm -hmm. we address and ask about the physical piece and then send you to the proper source, whether it's a urologist, a gynecologist, a urogynecologist, um, a sexual medicine professional. So we first get you to the medical expert in part to kind of do their part. And we'll talk a little bit about what they do. They can offer dilation treatments. They can offer um, uh, treatments under anesthesia. They can offer laser therapies. There's topical creams. There's medications. Um, in terms of laser therapy for, for dryness, there's something called the Mona Lisa. There's also something that's uh, for vestibular vulvodynia. That means when the opening of the vaginal vault is inflamed and very painful, they have a low-level cold laser therapy that can also work. So many things are available medically. Um, but if we look at it psychologically, once I kind of get the person to the medical resource and I collaborate and coordinate their care with that, with that resource, um, then it's really for me to communicate, discuss, model open communication about sex, normalize the things that are absolutely you know, universal, like this pain is practically universal for all of us. Um, I do a lot of education, a lot of information. You know, mm -hmm. I'm often the first person that they've heard the term vaginismus. Vaginismus is when the outer third, the first inner third, sorry, the first inner third of the vaginal vault tightens and clenches, the muscles clench. And it's so tight that sometimes people would not even be able to get a Q-tip inside. And so wow. when the penis goes to have introitus or have intercourse, it literally kind of hits a wall. And that wall is painful and uncomfortable. And it's involuntary. You're not doing it on purpose. You're not trying to block it out. But it's your body's way of saying, ah, 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 don't come in. We're in pain. Leave us alone. Yeah. So if you don't protect your body against the pain, your body will close itself down and say, no, no more pain. You know, right. the other thing as a sex therapist is I help people make adjustments, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. body positioning or uh, adjustments in the time of day, adjustments in the cycle of where the person is at, uh, mm -hmm. adjustments in terms of um, how do we how do we start this adjustments in terms of educating and informing 
all the different kinds of sexuality that exists, that intercourse is just one thing on a very long continuum of sexual options. So my job is to sort of be the grand buffet of sexual choices that exists Uh and to kind of open people up to that opportunity. I give support. I teach people how to be a little more creative and think Mm -hmm. out of the box. And I think most importantly is I really try and have a philosophy of the glass is three quarters full. Mm -hmm. So I know that when we're suffering and it's the one thing, whether it's the intercourse or particular sexual positions we feel we can't do, Mm -hmm. we want to do what we can't do. And yes, I can help you towards that end, but I also want to help you diversify in other directions and grow as a sexual person. So that's Mm -hmm. what sex therapists do. We do a lot of teaching, Mm -hmm. a lot of support, and a lot of um, information building and helping you reposition and ultimately helping you solve because many, many of these things are quite solvable. And if they're not completely um, going to go into complete remission. The other thing that can happen is that they're so significantly reduced that you're not in chronic pain anymore. So mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of good reasons to seek out help and not to just live with it or suck it up. I think many people probably don't know that that type of help is available because we don't always, we don't talk about sex. So people are like, oh, I've got a great, people talk about their talk therapist, but not their sex therapist. That's true. That's so true. glad that we're able to bring this uh, more publicly. What would you say someone should do? Like if you're the partner of someone who's suffering from painful sex in guiding them, because they might feel like they have a part to do with it, they feel bad. You know, can you talk a little bit more about the partner? Yes. So when you're in a, a, a relationship or an arrangement where the person cares for you, and Mm -hmm. has compassion for you, and enjoys you, and wants you to be happy, Um, your pain and your suffering and your discomfort definitely impacts the partner, which I think is also another reason why people don't out themselves about pain. Because I don't want you to feel bad for me feeling bad, and then we don't know what to do. So you know what? It's better if just one of us feels bad. We don't both have to feel bad. And I don't want you to think it's your fault because it's not. And then you'll think it's your fault and then you'll have erectile dysfunction or then you'll have other dysfunctions or as a woman, you won't feel pretty and attractive and you'll leave and you'll go to someone else. So we sort of go Mm -hmm. down the the mountain really fast. Mm -hmm. It snowballs. And so typically partners don't want to talk to partners. If, If you know your partner is in pain, don't let them minimize it. Don't let them say, you know, it's I'm okay. It's no big deal. That's okay. And also the other piece is don't only use words as your gauge for something is wrong, right? Wincing, tightening, closing your eyes, flinching, kind of moving, you know, gasping. All these things are body cues that something yep. isn't right with your partner. So once you discover either they tell you or you see something isn't quite right, a -hmm. good time to discuss it is actually not in the bedroom at that exact moment, okay? A good time to discuss is once our clothes are back on or it's the next day or, you know, we're having a nice lunch, just saying, listen, 
I know something's going on. And when we connect, I can tell you it, it's either very uncomfortable or it kind of hurts. And I don't want that to be the case. So first acknowledge that there's an issue. The second thing you want to say is I understand I'm not taking it personally, but let's figure out how to help you feel better. Okay. And you don't have to know how to do that. That's, you know, you're just an everyday right. person. This isn't your sexual expertise, but guess yeah. what? You've got people, you've got people. So that means you can go to a sex therapist. A good way to find a sex therapist is to go on a website called ASECT, the American Association for Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists. That is the premier, premier um, educational and uh, credentialed Mm -hmm. uh, organization for certified sex therapists, diplomates of sex therapy, people who are really knowledgeable, super mm -hmm. educated, and super well equipped to help you solve the problem. So say, listen, we don't need to be embarrassed. There are millions and millions of people that suffer and we don't want to suffer and continue. The mm -hmm. other piece is, please know, things don't get better by doing absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely nothing yep. should never be an option. So as a partner, you really want to support your partner. You want to tell them you're not taking it personally, that it's something that if she hurts or he hurts, we hurt and we're going to deal yeah. with together and we're going to conquer this together. And that's what the partner can do. Be supportive, get to the good resources and stick with it and make the adjustments and be kind, be kind. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes when we feel we must be wrong, our first, um, reflex may not be to be kind it may be yeah. well i don't know why you you put your leg there or i don't understand what maybe maybe it's this you know maybe yeah. you needed to do that we didn't buy the right lube this time maybe the, you know and it's sort of defensive and angry and not supportive and yeah. that's actually the worst thing you could do as a partner whether you're the male partner or the female partner or the non-binary partner it makes no difference yeah uh, I really like that the, one of the things that you said, as if I was to receive that comment of, I'm not taking it personally. I know, you know, I'm just trying to figure out what we can do to help you. Yeah. And then it's, I, I can see how emotionally it can be hard sometimes to not get defensive. It's, it has nothing to do with the care, but we just feel like, oh, somewhere that there's the person feels like they are the cause of it, even though that's not the case. Right. Um, I've got one more question for you. Sure. How possible, or is it possible, for someone to remedy their painful sex without professional help? So I would say that shouldn't be actually your first resort. I mean, if okay. you know, if you know, listen, it was really dry this time, and mm -hmm. it, I can feel that the friction was too much, let's try lubricants, over-the-counter um, good lubricants, which would be a lubricants like Astroglide Free and Clear. It might be a lubricant like something called Good Clean Love, and you can get that at Whole Foods. Um, but really, like a simple lubricant, um, if you're not using condoms, you can uh, use coconut oil as a lubricant. It's not condom compatible, but if you're not using condoms, um, uh, that's a good lubricant. So you can, of, uh, of course, try a lubricant first, mm -hmm. but 
if that if you're still in pain or still in discomfort, you you need a professional. Only a professional kind of knows what you can do. There's other professionals too. Mm-hmm. There's something called um, pelvic floor physical therapists. They're immensely right. immensely helpful. If you have any kind of bladder issues or pain issues or vulvodynia or vaginismus or or you don't know what any of mm-hmm. these words mean, think about all the things I named today in today's podcast, all the things that could be responsible for your pain. So it isn't you. You're not doing something wrong. It's it's the pain and it's some bigger issue. You mm-hmm. don't have to be Sherlock Holmes. I'm a big believer in at a minimum, at a minimum, see your GYN. Most GYNs are wonderful. Some GYNs are very dismissive. And I apologize in advance if that's what you come upon, but don't take no or no big deal as an answer because it's not the right answer. Reach out to me. Even if you don't want to see me, I can point you in, in a good direction. But, you know, you have me as a resource for starters, if anything is going on and we can figure something out to definitely get you feeling better. Don't sit with it alone. Don't suck it up. Don't just take it. Dr. Hyde, that's so helpful. And for everyone listening, her information is always in the show notes. And as always, thank you for the really helpful information, especially about a topic that most people don't like to bring up in public. Thank you, Tina. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. You can also find me on my website, ironstrongfitness.net, or follow me on Instagram at ironstrongfit. See you at the next episode. Thank you.